So, what do you got for us, Faye? After losing his wife and his memory in a car accident, a single father undergoes an agonising experimental treatment that causes him to question who he really is. Well, I guess you know what they say. From the producers, a get out and upgrade. <laughs> that old saying. This sounds like a job for crime scene investigation. Hello and welcome to I Spit on Your Grades presents Prime Scene Investigation. I am Chris, joined as always by Detective Peralta, better known as Mercer. Hello. And Detective Santiago, better known as Faye. I'm going to say hello, but I think we all know who needs to be in which role here, don't we? I'm clearly a Peralta. You're Madeline Wunsch. That's what you are. You wish I was Madeline Wunsch, so then you could be Holt. Ain't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are we both? Are we good? Yeah, not so bad. Yourself? Yes, I've, I'm exactly the same as all this week once I've seen you. Mercer, how are you? I'm good, yeah, yeah. Um, fresh back from London again. So, living, living my life. Can't stay away from the place. No. I love it. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You slag. It's a buttery biscuit base. So, <laughs> this week's Prime Scene Investigation episode, we are going deep into 2020 Amazon Prime Originals Black Box with Mamadou Afi in the lead role as Nolan. I know we've got a very quick plot synopsis off the uh, intro there. Essentially, Nolan has been involved in a car accident that has unfortunately resulted in the death of his wife, and he is suffering from amnesia episodes. He takes part in experimental treatment to try to restore his past memories, and things go a little bit sideways, as they tend to do in these things. Yes. So, just to start off, general general views. Did we all enjoy Black Box? Yes, absolutely. This is one of the better Prime films, thank God, after the whole run of since we started this, pretty much. There's only been, like, one. <laughs> it's been thoroughly enjoyable, and I'd say this was, this was the second one, yes. It was a, a little bit of a roller coaster for me, as in how I felt about it, so. There you go. Life is a roller coaster, and love is a roller coaster, and this film is a roller coaster. There are many things that roller coasters can be attributed to. You're rambling. Why are you rambling about roller coasters? Because, as I said, it's like a roller coaster, and there's many things which are roller coasters. All I heard was Ron and Keaton quoted in my house, which I was not (laughs) fond of. Love is no, 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 we don't. No, we don't. No. Okay. I really, I enjoyed the first two thirds probably more than the last third, I would say. But that's not to say that it wasn't really good mm-hmm. all the way through. Does anyone want to, 
apart from their general opinion, anyone will kick us off and actually start talking about the film, or we can just sit here in awkward silence if we prefer. I will start because I think this needs to be out of the way immediately. It started and a brat came on the screen and I initially went, fuck my life. I cannot believe that I've got to watch a film with this small bastard child in it. Um, but she was really good. She was. Completely took me by surprise. I was like, she's not annoying me at all. In fact, um, she's probably the standout performer for me in the film. I was like, oh, well, I've took a fucking 180 on my attitude towards um, small people in films. When I say small people, I mean children. Yeah. Um, not just people below five foot. <laughs> yeah, Amanda Christine playing Ava. Do you think it was because her character isn't really a kid, is because she's running a household? So she's very much got her shit together and very much an adult in a kid's body. So do you think that's why you didn't hate her as much because she's not playing the typical kid role? Possibly, but I think she's still... There were, there were parts of the film where she does, like, revert to being, like, that, like, child who's desperate to just have a father back. And I just imagine other kids would have been quite annoying, you know, like, with the, the desperation and the sorrow, whereas she was quite, like, just very... I don't know, emotionally... She, she felt emotionally intelligent, so it just like you said, but that's probably because the character um, had to grow up very quickly. I will say as well, I love the dynamic between Nolan and um, the daughter whose name I forgot. Lillian, no, Ava. Ava. Yeah. And I know you're obviously saying that it's the um, you know the way that she's written that makes her really good, but I think for a kid to pull off the lines in the way she does is quite impressive. So I wouldn't just say it was obviously down to what was what was given to her. I think the way she handles it is brilliant. Yeah, as I say, she's really she's a really good really good actress, really good strong performer. But then, I don't think there's any real weak links across the cast in this. I think they're all really good. I'm going to agree with you actually. I really I really enjoyed uh, Mamadou's performance as Nolan. Uh, there was something uh, it, it was so um, I felt natural. I think that's like for me, like what's important. Just it didn't feel forced. Like none of them really felt forced. There was a small point later on in the film where um, I thought Felicia Rashid's character might have been a little bit um, felt a bit actor, a bit like Ooh, I've got to really give it here rather than just <sighs> give that next one. The character turn earlier or later on. Sorry, I think it's always danger of it going a bit panto I think the obviously because this is more of a sci-fi or sci-fi horror than a straight up horror film I think the fact that we have the reason he actually ends up going for the procedure in the first place I think we have a more kind of natural progression with why he actually does what he does so because obviously he's lost his wife so we know that because he's not got the memories and the way he was before they struggling to actually access and do his photos as the way he used to back in the day. So he can't get the work there for he's struggling to pay the bills. So at least that felt natural that he's actually doing that as an effort. And that's the reason why he takes part in his procedure. Mm. Well, I kind of also like the way that even though they did explain to us what had happened to him, 
it wasn't like force-fed Dana's throats from the very beginning. No. So it, we had like the the clues basically of like the signs on things rather than it like the whole showing us a crash and him going, oh, I've got no memory, my life's terrible. So I quite like the, the 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 little it wasn't subtle, but it was more subtle than I would anticipate in this day and age. Yeah. I really I really I really like the fact as well that in a film that like amnesia and memory loss, they've called a character Nolan. I like the little I'm hoping that's a genuine memento little drop in there. One thing that did get me was he's struggling to remember loads of stuff, right? So why is he still allowed to drive? I said I, I said this in my notes. I was like, how does he know how to drive if he's forgotten everything or forgotten the way to school or whatever? Why is he allowed to drive? Um, yeah. I'm guessing because she needed a way to get to school. <laughs> I think a lot of how you drive is muscle memory, though, isn't it, as well? Yeah. That's the thing, you know? And he's had... There's parts of his past he's forgotten. He's not forgetting. He's not forgotten how to do every single thing in his day to day life. But you'd still think someone who had a serious head trauma, who uh, was suffering from any form of amnesia, like the licensing <laughs> driving license, people could no, no, no. Be fair. We pro- we probably didn't need a 45 minute scene when he's at the de- DMV going through all the tests <laughs> to get all the tests to get his license back. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I might have enjoyed that, but no, I wouldn't have. I, I did obviously compare it straight away to some scenes in Get Out because it did clearly have a sunken place in it. Um, but And I kept thinking of White Bear as well with the cross imagery. It, it, it took a lot from other films, but still made it its own sort of thing. It didn't feel like it was another film you were watching. Yeah part of me was like a bit like oh this is kind of like just a better version of demonic um well i think it's just because of the whole going under and going into like a a secret well not a secret world but like a hidden memory or a hidden world um i liked i liked the hypnosis scene you know when he first gets hypnotized Mm. um and he's in the dark place which yeah the very first thing i did was go oh it's like it's a bit like get out but i do like the way they they lit it with like just that kind of spotlight on him. Um, and then the noises that he could hear around him. I thought that were really quite effective and quite freaky. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I say, in the same way they, they don't beat us around the head with the actual clues around the amnesia to begin with and the way that the decision he takes feels barely sensible. I like the fact that the science... While, while odd, and obviously you're never going to go, oh, yeah, of course they're taking memories out. <laughs> they're taking memories and putting them in someone else or accessing them. At least it, it was told in a sensible way where you go, oh, okay, right. I, I'm not sitting here completely going, well, this is fucking ridiculous. So here you go, you're sitting there going, okay, right. I'm, I'm happy that this is sensible enough in its science that I can go with this and say that this is okay not completely lose me out of the film. Are you referring to I am calling the twist in the film where we discover? No, I mean just a general, just a general medical, medical bit behind it to begin with, where obviously we're That's trying to recall the memories. I mean the later okay. bits, obviously, the later bits are going to go a little bit more mental because you need, you need that to actually stoke it up for the end. 
but the actual general practice and how they go, okay, well, we do this and this and this. I go, okay, right. I can accept that this is, this is genuine and this seems real enough to not completely take me out of the film. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that first part for the first part of the film. So I like when we actually start going into his memories and um, we get introduced to the, the exorcist walking thing, um, whatever it is. It's called The Backwards Man on IMDb. Ah, The Backwards Man. <laughs> <laughs> the Backwards Man? The Backwards Man. It just sounds like something from a children's cartoon, like something from a children's cartoon, The Backwards Man. Like it does. Backwards and walks backwards every day to work. If you um, if you if you've seen a um, a popular film that's come out recently, it seems this style is quite popular. Yeah, we won't we won't go any further. We won't say which one, but uh, I think you all know. I think every, every man and his dog has seen seen this film at this yeah. point. Probably not me, um, but I do like the introduction to the thing. I like the way like the faces are blurred out and it's, it is a, you know, it's really like, we're getting the idea of he's really struggling to just remember certain things. But then like when the thing comes through, what I thought was really cool was like the noises that we heard before and that we're hearing now is like the kind of crunching of broken bones as they're pressing mm -hmm. down. Quite vile, I quite like that. I like at this point as well, um, how it, I mean, obviously we're, we're gonna get into spoiler territory because there'd be no point in doing this otherwise. Um, but I like how it tries to throw you here and, you know, get, gives you the impression that maybe he's suppressing his memories because he wasn't a nice person and because he beat his girlfriend and such. And uh, I like how it kind of spins that. Yeah, it's, it's really good. The scene when he goes and chats to his friend whose name would completely escape me, Tosin Mohan Fola. Mm. I hope I've said that name right. He plays Gary. Yeah. He is, is Dr. Fred. When he goes and sees him, they actually ask and say, look, did you ever see me and her fight? Were they, were they actually abusive to her? Yeah. And yeah, that's a really good, that is a really good scene as well. So I, I again, I did enjoy that. I like the, the whole concept of like, maybe he was a dick. Uh, and they'd been hiding in this like dark side of him and that's why we're repressing things but before he did that what kind of threw me I think it was maybe a wasted scene or something they probably should have cut was when he picked up um his daughter's ipad and looked was flicking through pictures and there's a wedding photo which is clearly him and his wife stood outside right because that clearly to me straight away like the very first thing I wrote were like well whose memories is he seeing then if that's his wedding mm. um and then that like, don't get like re brought up until later on in the film but I almost feel like it was just misplaced or it, like I don't know maybe did they think we weren't going to be smart enough to see it or well, maybe it's... maybe the point of that would be to when it does when you do find out the I, I'm going to say twist at the end when you do find out the twist of three quarters of the way through maybe that's to show the um confusion in regard to what's what yeah the brain. It, it might just yeah that's certainly it might just be that we're not it's as you say to demonstrate that we can't trust anything he's actually been seeing in either of the the actual visits to the doctors. Mm. That's just how I took it. Oh, I just felt like it were like I said that it's one of my first notes. I'm like, well, if 
if that's his wedding, whose memory is he looking at? Yeah. So I was prepared. I now have prepared myself for the something. So even when he were doing that dark thing, I kind of thought maybe were like maybe not necessarily violent to his wife, but violent to another wife. Like he was yeah. almost living a double life. But I knew now that there was something, you know, more more to him than just not remembering mm. properly. Um, and I don't know. I think they, I, I don't, like it just felt like they shouldn't have included that little that one small like less than a millisecond of a frame that made me go, oh, what's going on here? I mean, to be fair, if that were your biggest problem about the film, then I think we're golden because like the rest of it were genius. I'm gonna stop you there because it's definitely not my biggest problem about the film, okay. and I will get in a bit very soon. In fact. So where are we in the film? He's he's had the conversation with Gary, and he's he then goes back to the apartment that he sees in his memory. Because mm. then visit he then visits that place, and I can't remember how he got the address for it because it's written on his hand, and I, I lost at this point. I was not that confused. I was, he turned up there, and I was like, I can't remember at what point did we even see him get the address or know what the address is for it? I mean, he basically remembered that building, did it, and looked out of the window and saw something, and then went to that area. I don't know how he got the physical address, though. Um, no, as I say. Because he, he, all he had to go on was, like, the gate um, outside. So yeah. how are we doing which door to go to? Um, yeah, could my notes just sorry, I gonna say well, yeah, could my notes just say how has he got the address? Unless it might be just repressed memories like flooding through and they thought, oh well, people just assume that. But no idea. But so on here we start we we start to pick up pace towards the reveal, which is really weird because it's only an hour. The reveal comes an hour through. So after after the visit to the house, we have Gary looking into his medical records, Nolan's, to find out that he was actually brain dead and that Dr. Brooks actually had, took him for a short period of time and then he, then he came out conscious again. So as I say, we start running towards what in a, any normal film would be the climax of it, but this plays its hand really early, only an hour in, which for me is a bit of an issue because it really does slow down, just kind of put a drag on the second half of the film. See, I quite like the second half of it purely because you've gone in with this like sci-fi horror element of it and now it's becoming more like a thriller and a chase to find out what's really going on. So I quite like the contrasting. I, I mean, I said, so... We may as well just say what the twist is. Um, Dr. Brooks, this is this this is what I ate about this film, this particular point. So Dr. Brooks has downloaded the memories of her dead son and then uploaded them into the brain of a brain dead person, which was Nolan. Nolan's woke up, he's still half remembering his old life, don't know how. 
Um, and she used the whole point behind her trying to get him there is so that he can stop remembering Nolan and Nolan's life and start remembering his life mm. um, and start living his life again as himself. Um, it's called Thomas, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that is where I just went, hang on, what? She downloaded his memories. Like, she didn't do a brain transplant. She, in a computer, <laughs> downloaded memories and then uploaded them. You, you are putting that in its most simplistic terms, though. She has been doing this research for a number of years, and it's not just as simple as downloading. It's to do with brainwaves and stuff like that. And you've had, you actually had it done quite a few times in film and in television. So, you know, the, the potential for it is there. This is just making out like it's been done. Yeah, and no, no, no one's sitting there would get out going, well, this film's fucking ridiculous. Is you just... You just have to accept. You have to accept that for the premise of how what's this film is about, and how it goes, that this is something you're able to do. No, I, I refuse to accept it because it is ridiculous, and it's and it's so out of the blue. There's nothing else about this film that has this kind of like crazy techie kind of world that makes you go, oh, you know, like Upgrade, for example. I love Upgrade. Possessor. But, what? Possessor. I ain't seen Possessor, so I'll go upgrade because this is what I've seen. It's a techie world that we live in. And so it doesn't feel as unusual, but this feels like just a normal world where suddenly we can put people's fucking brains on a memory stick and shove it inside someone. And that's fine. And, no, and that works. No, I'm not having it. So that's when I went, what the fuck am I watching here? This was so good. And now it's shit all over itself. I mean, you know and... what our technology can do these days, right? Our technology is amazing. We've not even tapped into half the shit it can do. Say, we can't even record a podcast with our Echo. Don't That's tell us. me how good it is. We're stupid. All right. <laughs> but not only then, like I said, I went, oh, this is fucking ridiculous. I then went, how long have I got left on this shit now? And I paused it, and we're an hour in, and I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do for another, like, 50 minutes? Yeah, we, we kind of did the same idea. Yeah, I'd, well, because you, you, you thought you'd gone much further. Did yeah. You turned around and went, oh, there's only 20 minutes left. I half like, an hour. Half an hour. And then, you said, and then you said 40 minutes. I'm like, 10 minutes splitting airs, yeah. basically. There's a world of difference. It's, yeah. close, it's close to doing out. Anyway, it's a long, it's a long time. To be fair, although the second half, as I say, I didn't... In, Enjoy the second half as as much as the first half film. I still think what they actually did and what they actually decided to do with it is quite is quite decent. Yeah, because obviously yeah. they have they have Nolan or slash Nolan slash Thomas go back to the apartment to see his ex wife and child. He finds that all the pictures of him gone. Yeah. to basically remove him from their lives because he was obviously a bit of a dick. Well, a lot of a dick. It was a lot of a dick. I think one thing that, for me, was, I think is important, is that when when he actually gets his memory and realises that he's... So when Thomas goes, hang on, these aren't my memories. These aren't Nolan's memories, they're my memories. And he realises that Nolan's gone and he's actually Nolan now, and he wakes up. 
and he's like there's a point where i think oh actually maybe he's it were, were an obvious date but maybe, you know he's obviously got a conscience because he's like what what am i supposed to do now like what what happens to Ava? what happens to this and his mother's like she's not your son you go back to your wife and his mother's the one who's like very much like you know um you live your life as you were and i'm like god that's quite twisted i mean i know as a mother you want your child back but she's so willing to watch another child lose both her parents yeah so selfish reasons isn't it it's, it's all about her personal want and she also knew that he was abusive yeah because, because she just said again she goes so again. soon yeah and you're like why would you want to put like your granddaughter through that then because i think she clearly she she feels that if he has a second another chance it he can be as she said it's like they go back and do things right at the time it's like you can be the husband and father and son that you should be rather than what you were. So she's, yeah. and I can imagine, yeah, I can imagine it's hard when she's seen him do this. She's probably like, oh, if I can get a second, give him a second chance, he'll appreciate to actually go and do these things. Actually, he will be better because he'll appreciate the second chance. Whereas the, whereas the simple nature just rises to the top. Yeah, and it's horrible. And um, I think when he has the, um when he decides that he's going to go back, the way he starts treating Ava to, like, push her away and, like, you know, takes her to um, his friend's house to, like, leave her there, basically. I, I, I hate that. It's really horrible because, genuinely, like, I thought that the little girl was so good that I actually cared about her character. I'm like, I don't like what's happening here. I really don't like it at all. Um, and then I got really emotional. Do you know what she wrote on his hand? And then, yeah. then he drove off and he stopped and he opened his hand and, and it was like, I thought we were going to say, I love you. And I thought that was going to be cheesy. But don't forget me. I was like, oh my God, that is fucking brutal. Like, that, that's Bill's fear. Like, that her own dad's going to forget who she is. Yeah. And he's forgotten because he's not there. I'm like, this is horrible. I hate this. And, that, and, that, and then I was like, back into the movie. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm living for this film now. I'm living for it. <laughs> Just as a sidestep. The woman who works at the school who completely disregards the fact he's had a major head trauma but goes oh if you forget her again i'm going to report the social report the child protection services give, her, give him a break <laughs> but the way as well the way every time he goes to the school the way she looks at him like he like literally like he's a piece of shit, <laughs> like a side eye constantly You're like all right yeah. well, we'll Maybe she's getting intuition of who he really is inside there. That's why she doesn't like him. I don't know. Probably not. Who knows? As you say, probably not. Yeah. We have raced for a lot for one of the longest films we've covered in privacy and investigation. We are racing towards the conclusion of this. The reason being, I think, is because it was actually a decent film. Like, if there were more to pick apart from it, I would. But I found production value really well. I found acting really well. I found the story really well. There wasn't much to pick on. <laughs> I also think it's got a very simple, straightforward, linear narrative. Yeah. So quite, you know, we don't, it's not as hard to get sidetracked like we have in, you know, like, Royal, which had no linear quality whatsoever. Like, it was like, I don't know where I am in the film. Like, this one's quite easy to, like, and we know exactly where we are just by, like, the plot points, because it is very, it's a very simple structure and a very simple story. 
if we're being honest. It's Which I like. Nice. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. It's nice to just be able to watch a film. Um, yeah. Uh, what I didn't like is when we see how Thomas died. Okay, why you did know, you like, not like it? That flashback, because he's such a fucking prick that, like, I hate him. I actually hate him. And it, I think at some points in the film, it tries to make you empathise with him or sympathise with him. But he's actually so horrible. Like, you know, like when he's hit, he's going for his wife and little girl's like, daddy, no, no, no. And he turns around and he boots her. Obviously, it doesn't show you the actual boot, but it shows you him like actually lifting his leg up to kick the child, like, which would be square on in her face, I'm imagining. I mean, she's little, so yeah. So glad he got thrown down them stairs. I don't wish death of people. Well, a few, most people, like, but um, no, I, I would like just such a quick. But that that like a slight issue I had with the film is I do sometimes at point feel like it was trying to make us feel sorry for him. Um, and I, I was mean, a bit like, oh. I mean, it does with this with this final final act slightly because obviously we've so sort of, we've had this so we've seen how he, we've seen how he's died. We know that. They're, ba they're battling each other for the supremacy of the brain because when he has that trauma, when he goes back and sees her again, he then wakes up in front of Ava as still, still Tom, but obviously completely blacks out. So we know that Nolan is still in there somewhere. Yeah. Which is a good, be fair, it's a good little scene that just to cut some cut to it. Yeah. And we end up back at Lillian's office for the final mental showdown. I've, I've got a feeling that like Nurse might have a problem with this bit. No, I was a little, I was a little confused as how how we can medically bring Nolan back if he was completely branded. That that was a little confusing, but I'm gonna let that part slide because I don't know how the human brain works, and you know, brain dead in a medical term might not necessarily mean we're actually brain dead. I think um, maybe it might be that when they were trying to bring somebody else back, that might have triggered something in there to bring him back. Yeah, maybe, maybe the electronic current of memories being electronically uploaded into your brain um, jolted your brain back into coming alive a little bit, you know, because, like, if, if, if electricity can jolt your brain back alive, like, why didn't they just fucking do that in the first place? But no, you know. there's gigabytes of memories in there as well. Um, I did think it was because I thought it was very obvious because you know like how we kept seeing the backward man like from the first time I'm hoping you all thought the same but from the first time I saw the backward man I was like oh that's him yeah yeah um, and I, that's what I was trying to work out which I think is why I thought there was almost like a split personality uh, dual, dual personality thing going on as mm. in just with Nolan not with Thomas um, but I did like that it, yeah it was revealed that it was um, and he was trying to fight back and get back his life. I yeah. didn't mind that that was terrible. It's a bit of a mismatch when they do fight though, because Tom Thomas absolutely batters him when they're in that that safe room in their in his mind. Yeah, it's really it's, this film, as I say, considering it's kind of just sci-fi kind of drama kind of thing going on. 
when Tom Thomas is beating the hell out of him, it is pretty brutal, and he is giving him an absolute hiding. Yeah, and it it looks it as well with how they've done the makeup in the scene where he's just laying there on the floor. It looks, yeah. I, I I don't know if I can use spectacular as a word, but it looks spectacular. And then I think I think you were going to say it, Chris, but this is like where the again, like the film tries to get us to like maybe change our opinions of Tom by making Tom make the right decision. Yeah, because essentially he is just about to kill Nolan in in this little mental room they're in, just about to stab him. Ava and Gary rock up. Ava kind of stirs something in Nolan and Thomas hears that as well. So what we're the hard part at the beginning, which we probably should have said, we were told that when they're in this room or when he's accessing his memories, he either he needs to stay in the safe room they're they're in, or just dip backwards and forward between the time the time frames and the different scenes from his life. If he leaves the room through the door that's in there and goes just wandering off, she can't bring him back. He won't be there. He won't be there to be picked back up. So should have probably mentioned that during the build up. As I say, so Tom is beating the hell out of Nolan, Ava and Gary rock up, and Tom has, as I say, this kind of, they decide to try to give him this kind of redemptive arc where instead of killing Nolan, he decides to actually just walk out the door and let Nolan have control again, which yeah. I can see, I can see they kind of wanted to do something rather than just go have it as a straight oh, this guy's a wife beater and child beater and he's a dick and that's it. And then he beats him. I can see why they wanted to squeeze something more out of it. Mm. But we don't get, from Tom, we don't get a lot of character build to suggest that this is something he's, he would be willing to do in the first place. No. Whereas you kind of almost get the impression that Nolan would fight for his family. Um, and I think it would have been maybe more of a, like a personal kind of payoff for me if if the the fight scene had taken like the typical genre route and Nolan had have got up and managed to muster some strength from the beautiful words of his daughter and threw Thomas out of the room and shut the door and locked it in summer. Um, then I might have been like, yeah, but I was like, oh, I mean, good on you, Thomas, for doing what you did. But oh, it's a bit like, am I supposed to like, you know? I like <laughs> she reminded me of that Louis Spence thing there. What are you gonna do? You have to catch me first. I'm like a wedding. <laughs> I like Gary, I like Gary grabbing, grabbing hold of Lillian when she's trying to get back on there. It's like you took an oath. <laughs> it's like I think she's fucking breached, <laughs> breached that. Also, it's really bizarre how like weak. Do you know like when uh, when Nolan wakes up and he's Nolan again, but he's like physically battered again, as if like he's actually being physically battered. He's only been battered in his mind. So I need we've to just all, stand up. We've all had weekends when you've woken up on the Monday after Bank Holiday weekend. You can you feel like you've been thrown down a flight of stairs. And or I know it's a lot of it's the drinking, but when you're out late and your mind is knackered, there's a lot. It takes its toll on you. I can understand why you might be feeling worse than that. Maybe it was thrashing. <laughs> there was no thrashing. It could barely work. I thought it was quite funny. Um, 
And then I also think it's funny how Gary kind of like goes, yeah, you 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 walk him away, little girl. Like this six foot <laughs> sort of man. I'm so this you, woman you, you take the brunt of this weight. <laughs> yeah. He was he was busy destroying her work by ripping the the machine, the front of the machine off, thereby completely destroying any ability for her to ever do anything again. Yep. Well done, you. Like, let's not look at any hard drives or anything else. Let's just look at a machine. And then we have um, a 90 minute ending. Why the fuck does it take so long to end <laughs> after this? This is again when I'm like, why is it still? Why is it still going on? Didn't take that long. It's 95 minutes. It's yeah. honestly so long. And then, and then I would just like, fuck me. Are we like Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three or something? Where thing lights up and she's like, Thomas, is that you? <laughs> oh, yeah, we should mention. We should mention. So the ending has Lillian in her apartment with all the medical equipment and research around her. And no point as a, as the board of directors at the hospital or something. Someone's reported and no one's gone. You know what? Yeah. We should probably go. We should probably go and seize these bits and pieces. The fact is, she reads a newspaper article about herself saying, Doctor struck off for gross misconduct or whatever, but it still has everything that she needed. Like, uh, what? She'd been squirreling away bits of it for year, years. It's like Johnny Cash's one piece at a time. Every time she leaves work, she's got like another bolt or a piece of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so, ending, yeah, so the ending it. is her downloading Thomas's memory or, and his personality again into the headset kind of thing she's got going on. Because out. three times a charm. It, yeah, so it does very much remind me of Tammy and the T-Rex, <laughs> where, we have his, where we have his brain just sitting there at the end. But yeah, so we end up, we end up with her, as you say, Mercer, with the Nightmare on Elm Street style covers, and, and, we fade, and we fade out, and that is our film. Good film. As I say, I I enjoy. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. For our, for our Amazon Prime pick, especially for a, a Prime original, I think it was really quality acted, really solidly put together, well written. I, if I'd have seen, if I'd have been at Fright Fest or Celluloid or somewhere and seen that, I would have come out of that going, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly happy. I've watched that. I wouldn't have come out going that was awful. Would not have been angry. Yeah, it's I. I I agree with everything you've said. Like, I think the casting on the cast were really, really good. Like, you know, the, the acting was really good. There was like a few little wobbles, but like that's standard with most things you say. The story's fine. I just didn't like the kind of science behind the story because it wasn't, in my opinion, very thought out. So it couldn't convince me. It just made me go, what the fuck is this? I guess it's hard to convince you being a neurologist that you are. Yeah. I have been a neurologist for months, Faye, so I know all about it. Yeah, I may as well be a neurologist because I have migraines. Um, no, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes in films, if they give they'll give you a ridiculous like scenario, but they'll give you like a, just a little bit of like scientific wording shit to back it up. So you so you go, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you don't want to be thick, do you? Because that's how oh, films yeah. work, Mercer. That is how every yeah. film works. It's done. She just goes, oh, yeah, I'm just like, upload your, I uploaded your memories, mate. I'm like, but how does that work? It doesn't. 
And then later on, we see her do it on a fucking memory stick. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? A memory stick. Anyway, like it should have been something that were implanted in his head. If it was, 20 years, if it was 20 years ago, she'd be burning on to burning on to a CD ROM. Yeah. Yeah. Try blowing on it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody moves. <laughs> Yeah, hey, well, die <laughs> while you wake up in the morning. I'm not coming on 64 cassette and rewind his memory with a pen. <laughs> yeah, turn it over off, way through game. I mean, through your life. Oh, la la. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway, it weren't terrible. It weren't the best, but it weren't terrible. And I think, like you say, if I'd have started at Fright Fest or any other kind of festival, I'd have just come out going, no, I was right. we're all right. Okay. Yeah. Should we score it? Yes. Well, we've, yeah. all, we've, scored, we've all individually scored this, so we should let you know what grade this one has got. Mm-hmm. Mercer, would you like to tell us what grade this one got? I will. Um, black box, after taking into account our scoring and converting that through our grading system, comes out with a grade D. It's a high D, but it is a D nonetheless. Mm. I feel that. I feel that's some for me personally. I feel that is unfair. I, so, I do too, but we were the ones who graded it, so I On feel like be it. this time. I feel, yeah, I feel it just fell short of being what I would consider. How, like how much did it fall short of being a C? Two points. Fuck it. I'm giving it two points extra. Make it a C. It deserves it. It deserves it. I don't know how this works. Well, is this, is this, this is a, oh my God, this is a first. What do, uh, oh. everyone, um, it's got a C. Yay. <laughs> really? Are we, are we, are we? Absolutely. It shouldn't be a D. Even if it's a high D, it shouldn't be a D. It should be in a C category. But you've just you you graded it. I know, but I'm not too sure how our grading system works. So sometimes I just throw it around. <laughs> it's a great job we're not 18 months into into a podcast. I, I tend to do it based on like an out of ten thing or an out of five what I'd give it. But given how it's come out, I st- I still think that's pretty harsh. So I'm adding a couple more points to make that a C. Right, it's a C that it's official. It's first. Nice. And there you go. I, I say I think it deserved to see. And um, it's now got one. Thanks to you. I'm sure they appreciate it. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they listen to this pod and wait I'm for sure, my opinion. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure they're sitting there going, I'm, when they got a D originally, I bet they were sitting there going, I'm done fucking making films. <laughs> That's it. If we'd have got a C and it carried on. That about wraps it up the this week's Prime Scene Investigation. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you want to check out the other episodes or get in touch with us anywhere, you can reach us at SpitGraves on both Twitter and Instagram. We are iSpitGraves on Facebook. And should you want to email us for any reason, you can reach us at electricpossums at gmail.com. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe because every little bit does help. And just before we go, as always, would you like to sum up the film in one sentence, Mercer? Um, no, go to Faye first. 
Okay, go on and play. Science fictiony. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Science fictiony. <laughs> That's the quality content people tune in for. Go on, Mercer. Um. Oh man, I can't really think. All, all that's running through my head is is everything that I've already said, which is memory on a fucking memory stick. Human memory on a memory stick. Fuck you. Um, and I would simply say, get out of limits. Ah, oh, nice. One final thing just before we go. Our next main episode is coming up. And Faye won our last episode. So she gets to decide what the genre is. So Faye, would you like to let everyone know? I would like to reassure you that this is not an affront for me to choose my favourite horror ever. We are doing doppelgangers and twins. So I guess you're going to guess what I'm going to pick. That's quite obvious. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Or is it because when you were given the obvious choice the other week to pick a film, you completely went against type. So we're probably going to end up with fucking, I don't know, twins starring Dan DeVito. <laughs> Do not diss twins. There is nothing wrong with the film Twins. It is tonight. It's your night, bro. It's a genius film. You leave twins alone. But it's not going to be twins. Right. Okay. Rather, than put, rather than put anyone else through this, please join us for our twins doppelganger episode next week but until then this case is closed bye everyone bye, bye.